everyone. Welcome to Shamelessly Relevant, a podcast where we have conversations with the LGBTQ community. We're your hosts. I'm Elena Berger. My pronouns are she, they, and I'm pansexual and poly. My name is Julie Blunt. My pronouns are she, they, and I'm queer. Uh, my name is Hannah. I am the DEI editor. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm queer. And then, um, hey guys, my name is Will Duval. Uh, I'm a DEI staffer, and I'm also the LGBTQ plus beat writer. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and I am pansexual. So today we're going to be talking about the concept of queer baiting. So a quick definition of queer baiting is um, this term refers to the practice of implying um, like non-heterosexual relationships or attraction, typically in TV, film, um, to engage or attract an LGBTQ plus audience or otherwise generate interest without ever actually depicting such relationships or sexual interactions. For example, a TV show may be accused of queer baiting when interactions between two same-sex characters are consistently suggestive of sexual attraction or a sexual relationship, but the characters never actually enter into a relationship including and especially when their sexuality isn't otherwise discussed or portrayed. So some examples of this could be uh, Supernatural. The characters Dean and Castiel or Cass are constantly seen as in a relationship together. The fandom ships them together, but it's never explicitly said that that character or those characters are bisexual or whatever. People took issue with a lot of these implied relationships because writers and producers consciously include these hints and allusions to queer relationships. But when they're asked about like ships and relationships like that, they deny them and oftentimes they'll laugh at the characters being queer and kind of make the audience feel gaslit. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you expected that to be a queer relationship? we would never actually do that Um, and this is especially problematic with queer relationships um, because it's used to draw queer audiences often for financial gain and marketing techniques um disney queer code stuff historically which kind of means um coding characters uh when authors couldn't simply write what their characters identities were uh it, sometimes some people say it was for safety reasons some people say it was for profit reasons another thing to keep in mind with movies from like disney marvel those big international companies is that those movies are being shown to international audiences so something that may be okay to show as overtly queer in america might not necessarily be okay to show in like china or somewhere else that isn't as accepting of queer culture but the idea of queer coding in media began with the introduction of the Hayes Code in, the, in 1930, um, which specifically outlawed um, sexually suggestive content in film, including homosexuality. Um, and although queerness wasn't allowed in films, writers and directors often made like slight allusions and references to queerness. Um, with this came the idea of queer coding, which popular YouTube channel The Take defines as using LGBTQ plus tropes and stereotypes to allude to a character's sexuality without explicitly confirming it in the text. So as you can tell, it's pretty similar to um, queer baiting, the definition, but it's just a little more like overt. It's it's intended, but it isn't necessarily like directly saying that the relationship is queer, but it's using those stereotypes to kind of show queerness. Um, But even after the end of the Hayes Code, media continued to represent queerness in media without overtly admitting that relationships were actually queer. I think the big problem with queer baiting and what it boils down to is the fact that it's really frustrating for queer people to see or try to represent queerness, but when it boils down to it, they're not actually delivering representation. They're stopping just short of it and saying like, 
oh, this character is queer, take it as you will, not directly being like, not directly coming out and saying it, but kind of leaving it up to people's interpretation instead of actually coming out and saying like, we are proudly representing queer characters in our media. So in recent years, people have extended this term to individuals rather than characters. So celebrities, specific people, and saying that they are queer baiting or they are queer coding their art or their content. So people have accused a lot of people of alluding to these queer relationships in an attempt to bring in queer audiences without actually being queer or coming out as queer. The celebrity who has also been accused of queer baiting is Harry Styles. So this is a pretty big one because Harry Styles is pretty flamboyant with his fashion, with his personality and everything, but he's never explicitly said his sexuality. What are your thoughts on all of this? Well, I'm more on the camp of that I agree with what Harry Styles was saying as far as like private life. Um, just thinking about um, that actor that just had to come out as bisexual um, because he was pretty much forced to. That's not up to us to decide as an audience. That's like, I think we should take it as a piece of art that it is and realize that these people aren't the characters that they're portraying. Uh, I mean, just thinking back on it, like to like Brokeback Mountain was a huge movie back in the day. And it was a film about two gay cowboys and it did great for the time being and I don't remember that being a conversation of oh these two straight actors are playing gay cowboys like why is that an issue but it seems so much now that everybody's so down for being labeled that it kind of creates its own issues for sure I think that queer like being queer and queerness is very ambiguous in its nature you know it's really hard to like pin down those specific labels I think in recent times, there's been a lot of a push to be like, oh, you need to define yourself. And I think that's why queer is such a powerful label, because you don't necessarily have to come out as something specific. But uh, I think it's important to keep in mind that there's a danger to being queer for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And forcing somebody to come out or forcing that upon them, forcing them to come up with a label, I think is very anti-queer in its essence. Like, people are just not they shouldn't be forced to have a label or a singular identity as a queer person. And on the other other hand, I feel like a lot of people are, they have to separate kind of like the actor from who they're playing, actor, actress who the, from who they're playing. But I know a lot of people do like to see that representation when the actor or actress is part of, is playing the part, like they are queer as well. So that's a really big part of it because like um, in Euphoria, Hunter is trans, and that's the character that she's playing on the show as well. So I think a lot that means a lot to various people too. Yeah, I think that's a, a a very good point to make. Is you know, as queer people, we do like to see queer representation, uh, no matter what label. It doesn't matter. It could be transgender, bisexual, pansexual, just queer in general, asexual even. Um, we like to see that representation in film and media. It would be nicer to see people who are those actual labels in mm -hmm. because then it's, you know, promoting them and getting their voice out there. But at the same time, it's the fact that you have to separate the actor from the character. Mm -hmm. If the character is, you know, a queer character, if they're playing a queer character, like for Kit Connor, he shouldn't have had to been forced to come out. And just because his character is bisexual doesn't mean that he has to come out as bisexual because mm -hmm. that could have been a safety thing for him. He's only 18. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think in the situation of Billie Eilish, I want to get your guys' opinion on that. Um, Billie Eilish has never come out overtly as queer, 
but she depicts queerness in her art. So in that music video that we were referring to before, um, a lot of the discourse I've seen around this that is that it's art. It's okay to depict queerness outside of having a queer label. What do you guys think about that? Um, there's definitely a line that um, it can be crossed. They have to be artists, have to be really specific with that because I know there are also other artists who represent that community, but there's also some like controversy on if they're actually queer, mm -hmm. like an artist that I see a lot. This was like back in 2020 though, is um, Girl in Red. So um, her music is like revolved around like um, les lesbian love and all that. But some people don't believe that she herself identifies as that. So you never really know, but at the same time, it shouldn't be forced upon the artist or the actor or the actress to come out like with like Harry Styles. Obviously, we've been seeing a lot of um, photos of him with like Olivia Wilde. So that's why mm -hmm. uh, that was like, I guess, backs up the proof of that he's not queer, but they don't owe us anything. Like it's their lives, but it's just hard for them, obviously, because they're in the public. They're public figures now. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting point, too, and definitely something I've struggled with in my own queerness because mm -hmm. I'm in a relationship with a man and like to have somebody see you in like a, what appears to be a heterosexual relationship from the outside and be like, oh, that's anti-queer or you're less queer because of that. Like, I don't know. I, I think that those assumptions that fans are making and seeing people in straight relationships, I know in Billie Eilish's case, they're like, oh, you have a boyfriend, so you can't be queer. But I don't think anybody owes us like proof that they're queer. Mm -hmm. Like people shouldn't have to prove that they're a part of the community for you to see them as valid and I don't even think they should have to come out or identify their label to be able to be a part of the community but I think the bigger question is do you have to identify as queer and come out as queer to have queerness in your art or to talk about queerness I don't think so I think it's still just art at the end of the day and I mean even if you're not queer or even if Billie Eilish isn't queer like that doesn't mean that she doesn't know anybody that is queer and for let's say Billie Eilish to have close friends that see like themselves represented in her artwork that could mean something else too it doesn't necessarily mean that just because the artist is or isn't queer like they can't celebrate what it means to be part of the LGBT community yeah, that's a really good point. Um, kind of going off of the whole being in a quote unquote heterosexual relationship while you're still being queer. I think a lot of the stuff that people don't realize with these celebrities like Billie Eilish or Harry Styles who have been accused of queer baiting even though they've been in, you know, only publicly seen with heterosexual relationships is there are labels where you can be with, you know, a man and be a woman or you could be with uh, a woman and still be a man but you're you could still be considered queer because pansexual bisexual stuff like that that doesn't necessarily mean like if you say you're queer it doesn't mean oh i'm a woman i only like women or oh i'm a man i only like men like no you can still be queer you can still have that fluidity you can still be willing to you know basically love who you love it doesn't matter who it is and i think that's something that people kind of forget with these celebrities is they think that they're automatically queer baiting just because they're seen with the opposite gender and that's not always the case because of these labels and i think sometimes i mean i've seen on social media a lot of times it comes down to uh bi biphobia which is like mm -hmm. not acknowledging that bi people are queer people because mm -hmm. if like 
for instance, I'm queer and I've gone between different labels like pansexual and bisexual, but I've always been in a heterosexual relationship with with men. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that I'm not queer. I still am. It doesn't matter. Um, it's just because I've just never been seen like that doesn't mean I still have like doesn't mean I don't have an attraction to the opposite sex or a non-binary person or a transgender person. That's just who I am. That's who I've been with so far. And so I think that's something that's important for other people to realize with these celebrities. It mm -hmm. doesn't always come down to just being in a heterosexual relationship. It's just odd to me that a community that's so focused on fluidity and truly accepting who you really are is forcing people into such strict boxes and labels. Like, if you're actually being true to who you are, like, humans are so much more nuanced than, like, the like a label or a category like to force people to come out as one thing or identify themselves as one thing is just kind of it, it just really doesn't make sense to me it doesn't truly represent like the way a lot of queer people actually represent themselves and that's why there's such a like big spectrum you know like i know people um well people who aren't in the community they kind of misunderstand like an example would be being bisexual like they automatically think it's like 50 50 when that's not how it is it is this whole spectrum and it's completely up to you like intersectionalities mm -hmm. you could be like bisexual pan but you could also be there's all these terms that are part of the LGBTQ plus community, you can be pansexual, bisexual, and also be like demisexual, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Which if people don't know is someone who, um, they have to be, how do you, how would you say? In order to like have like sexual relations, yeah. you have to mm -hmm. like have a romantic connection with someone. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's, it's just this whole thing about intersectionalities and all this, the whole spectrum, it's really important. Mm -hmm. I think a recent acceptance of intersectionality and understanding that has definitely allowed for more fluidity because people can be like, as you were saying, like they can be pan, they can be poly, but they can also be ace. And like there are so many different labels that you can use, which is helpful in like actually defining yourself. But sometimes like using the queer label and just not really having to explain yourself or justify the person you are I think is also a really powerful aspect of being queer and I feel like it's up to you with your experience like when you come out when you don't like whatever you're comfortable with because I remember when I feel like we're constantly changing because you have to like well you don't certainly have to like experience those things first to like come out and say what you are or what you identify as because there's the term of, you know, bicurious. Like, how would you say you're bicurious? Does that mean, like, you've experimented already? Or, like, you're curious about it and then you will experiment? Because, like, when I first came out, I thought I was, like, bisexual. And then I had, like, my first relationship with a girl. And then at first I was like, okay, wait, I still like men more, though. And then it switched as that re relationship progressed mm -hmm. and then I was like oh wait no I like women more and then I was like wait but what if I'm a lesbian mm -hmm. and then by that word never like I don't really identify myself as that so I would be like okay with saying gay more just because I don't know that felt more comfortable to me so now obviously I don't like labels or yeah. I'm constantly changing so I just say queer because it's like the easiest thing that's why it's such a good like umbrella um term yeah and i think adding on to that another big thing with the whole label situation is i've heard so many times people say especially my family i've got a couple of family members that you know support me and and it's great to have but so many times they say you know the label shouldn't matter i don't care what your label is i'm just happy you're being you i'm happy you're open i just want to get to a point where your label like nobody should have to ask you like 
what's your label like are you bisexual are you pansexual are you gay are you lesbian like sometimes you could just straight up say i'm unlabeled you could be like i'm a part of the community i don't know my label i just know that i'm fluid with all of this and um the same thing goes with gender identity as well you can be very um like fluid in your gender identity um you could be very androgynous you could be you know you don't have to identify as non-binary or you know gender fluid or anything you could just be unlabeled overall Mm -hmm. and i think that's another important thing to realize too is like you said it's all just a spectrum it's it's up to you it's how you're comfortable expressing yourself it's how you're comfortable feeling it's it's not always who you're attracted to it's how you how you identify who you're attracted to it's like it's it's just it's you it's simply you and what you're comfortable with and who you really are and it it shouldn't matter what other people are forcing you to think forcing you to say um because you could be unlabeled you if you go between label to label i've gone to where i was unlabeled for a little bit because you as a queer person when you first come out and start experimenting you kind of go through these phases of trying to understand who you are you might even do it before you come out and just trying to understand who you are what your label should be but i think it's also important to realize you like you could do queer you could say unlabel you could just say you know i'm not sure i'm still figuring myself out that shouldn't be something you don't owe that to anybody you don't owe telling other people what your sexuality is, what your gender identity is. That is not something you owe other people. Mm-hmm. It's something you just have to figure out for yourself. Um, and I feel like the same go with celebrities. It's like they're they're human. They're mm-hmm. people. And that's something that kind of flies over everybody's head. They're still people. Mm-hmm. They're not fictitious. They're still people. And they can be fluid with themselves. They, they're still figuring out who they are. It doesn't matter how old they are. They're still figuring out who they are, figuring out what they want to be, figuring out who they're attracted to, what their identity is that's them mm-hmm. yeah. and to force that very private process onto a public stage is just unfair to what the process even is it's a very personal thing and even if they have queerness in their art even if they allude to queerness um i understand that there is a very historical issue with portraying queerness in media but we talked about separating the art from the artist and we can take issue with the fact that sometimes it's being used disrespectfully and as a marketing tactic but i think we need to look at the way queerness has been in media before now and understand that even if billy eilish isn't isn't queer even if harry styles hasn't come out as queer and has queer things in his music that's a step towards representation there are a lot of people who have not seen queerness in media. They don't even know what queerness is. And I know in my case, like, I hadn't seen queer relationships in music and media, and that made it even harder to understand my own labels. So I think we should be appreciating queerness in media, and we shouldn't be policing who can include queerness in media. Um, I just think it's really important to keep in mind that figuring out who you are and what your sexuality is is a very abstract process and it's very fluid and to force somebody to come out seems very anti-queer and against everything that the lgbtq plus community typically stands for exactly awesome. i mean <clears throat> like i'm very comfortable with like my labels myself and i know like what i'm attracted to but i never discuss that and it's partly because one i don't want to have that argument i don't have that conversation because that's not for you to know like that doesn't matter at the end of the day i'm still me Like, I'm not going to change anything about me. But sometimes it's just a little bit easier to avoid having that annoying conversation where you're just like, well, are you really, like, part of the community? I'm like, does it matter? Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, it doesn't. So I think for, like, you know, like Harry Styles to just be himself, like, 
doesn't matter like at the end of the day like if he is queer if he isn't like what what's that going to change for you are you going to stop listening to his music just because he won't tell you like that that you're taking the artist and making it a, something that it shouldn't be yeah that's a really good point mentioning the fact that like the person's not going to change i mm -hmm. mean they might have a different word hanging over their head because they let's say they they came out and chose a label like harry styles if he says you know what i'm bisexual i'm gay that doesn't change anything because he's been like that ever since it's mm -hmm. like he's been like that his entire life that doesn't change anything the same with if a queer person was to come out to a family member or something it's like they've been the same person that you've been you've seen your entire life how however long you've known them they're still the same person it's just it, it's a word it's that label but they're still the same it just depends on going back to like what i said it depends on how they want to feel comfortable in their own skin i think that's a really good point and if like these actors and actresses all these creators like if they're not part of the community they're still representing it and that's like a really um important part for the lgbtq plus community because they could just be allies as well and that that's still representation much better than a lot of the representation we were getting like 10 years ago where creators were laughing at the notion of actually including queerness in media so I mean, a lot of people are being criticized, but in the end, I think that any kind of representation towards a queer community that puts it in a positive light is a pretty good step towards actually making sure that we have representation in media and that young queer people are seeing themselves in the things that they watch and consume. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on today. Of course, it was a pleasure. Happy to talk to you, and we'll talk to you guys and talk to more members of the queer community on the next episode of Shamelessly Relevant. Thank you guys thank as you. well. <laughs>